so many and on a different day they'll be different but one i like to emphasize is to go in mm. not out is, is to simply go in i was just uh you know coaching someone before and we have to go into the pain or into the fear uh, my client like me i've got a problem i want to look out there you know i need a new hack or i need a uh, i need something out there but it's just to go in and to find the pain or find the embarrassment, find the sadness, find the underlying emotions and learning to sit with them, get comfortable with the fear and then act. Blessed love and respect champion. What's the worst that you've ever had? Mine's was waking up one day realizing that I had so much to offer the world, but because of the lack of time, poor energy and a shitty focus, I fail to do so. Sounds familiar? Hopefully this isn't you. But can I tell you a secret? If you're not practicing these secrets, you'll be in the same position as I was. I want to share with you what I've been learning about the world's most accomplished and influential leaders so that you can become better at mastering your mind, body, and ability to be more productive and persuasive. I realize that no one is telling the real story of leadership, where there's more downs than there is ups. And this podcast is for creative, high-impact leaders who would like to achieve their highest level of performance so that we can 10x the positive impact we are making in the world. Together, let us make leadership sexy by leveling up into our highest performance self, mastering all six secrets of the world's highest performing leaders. But the real question is, how do we do it? Join me on a journey to self-mastery as I share with you the stories of the world's highest performing leaders to help you live a more purposeful and fulfilled life. This is Dina Delplas, your high-performance coach, and it's time to level up. Blessed love and respect, champion. Now, today we'll be leveling up with Sir Adrian Cahill. And just before I start shooting all my questions to him, literally, <laughs> I'll just drop a quick introduction of who Adrian is for those of you who may not know. So Adrian is a long-term professional coach and trainer on the pursuit of excellence. Are you interested in becoming a coach? This is the man you need to watch. And he's held leadership position with professional coaching business and other organization with a well-numerous coaching and mentor growth program, such as ICF, PCC. And he's also a master NLP trainer. And if you want to know who I got all my mad NLP skills from, this is the man. Okay, and he has a solid background in professional coaching and leadership. And from the military and business applications that he has done. So I just want to welcome you to Level Up. Adrian, and it's, it's really an honor to have you here, to be honest. Like, as I said before, the conversation, I had this you know, butterfly effect feeling in my stomach because I know what that whatever you say, it's going to land. So I just want to just, you know, appreciate and welcome you to, to the show. Thank you, Dino. Thank you. And thanks okay. to your lovely audience. <laughs> well, let me, let, me, let me lead with this question. But just before I even lead with the question, you know, your, your life has been quite amazing. You know, I've read through your, a bit of your story and I wish there was a book to it to even shed more light on it. At the age of eight, you know, your family packed things up and started traveling around Australia 
And by the age of 14, you know, you start hustling, you know, real hardcore. By 21, you know, you, you are at a stage where you're financially independent and you, you stayed in the army for seven years, you know, where you're training, being trained and training over 400, you know, soldiers over different states. And, you know, you've spent 14 days living with the Maasai in Kenya. And all this led you to now being a coach for training coaches. You're not just an executive coach, but you're training coaches. So my question to you is, tell me, where did this story of becoming a coach who's training coaches began, Adrian? Where, where did that begin? All right, just one little thing to correct in there. I wasn't financially free by 21, but what I was doing by 21 is I was investing. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. I was investing by 21. In fact, as right. soon as I left high school, I started to, to buy and sell stock. Mm. When I was young, my friend's dad said to us something about rich people always in the stock market. Or if you want to be rich, you got to be trading stocks. And I'm like, I want to be rich. So I got into the stock market, the military, and used all my military money to buy property. So I was able to gain financial independence pretty early and to okay. do what I liked. And I recognized that I could keep going down this route and make more and more money, but the money wasn't making me happy. You know, I hit that point where I have a lot more than all my friends. Maybe I need to upgrade my friend circle. <laughs> I had a lot more than all my friends, but I wasn't happy. Wasn't happy. And I came across this book, uh, Emotional Intelligence. Tons of books out there, but the original Daniel Goleman, Emotional Intelligence. And then that's when I, I had the epiphany or the realization that just as someone can, can grow and develop financial intelligence, someone can grow and develop emotional intelligence. And that's it, man. I just went straight down that road and just kept going. Because I had some money behind me, I, it allowed me to keep going. I didn't have to stop and do work. I made my whole life about personal development and continuing that journey. It just went from finances to developing my mindset, my EQ and all that stuff. Principles all apply as well. Delayed gratification, opening up books, reading books, going to seminars, finding like-minded mm. people and just developing that EQ. Mm. Mm. Amazing, amazing. And I, I know it's, it's one thing to, you know, study personal development or, you know, to be a student of personal development, going to seminars, learning, but to be coaching coaches, like what's the catalyst that drive you to get into this field of business? <laughs> to be totally honest it was probably lack of confidence Ooh, interesting it was probably lack of confidence man i wasn't confident in myself i mm. had to go the extra mile and yeah. that's totally okay so i wasn't that confident and i went the extra mile i had a military background my family wasn't very emotionally savvy. I grew up watching my parents fight all the time. And no one in my family tree had money. No one in my family tree went to university until like my dad in the 90s. So like, if I can learn this stuff with the emotional intelligence of a rock, anyone can. Hmm. And from the coaching, I didn't even learn coaching to coach others. I learned coaching for myself, for hmm. my own growth. And suddenly I saw other people were coaching and I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can do that. I wonder if I can do that. 
So I started the coaching pathway, you know, NLP practitioner uh, and a whole variety from there. But I just started, got into it. I didn't quite believe in myself, but I, I kind of believed I could maybe do it. A little bit of maybe I can. So I just started and kept progressing and kept progressing. And next thing you know, I'm coaching people successfully, coaches, uh, just coaching people and having some success. Keep going forward. And I saw that there was very few people that were actually providing this kind of training on a affordable, mm. easy to access way. So we started training people in Shanghai. This is like a decade ago now. Mm. Would have been, I would have just been 30. Just started running these little courses to develop my own skill. And over the years, I got more confident and the people we were sharing, they didn't just have breakthroughs, but some of the people that we were sharing with, they were becoming coaches as well. Mm. So suddenly I was, I was still learning my advanced coaching skills, but I was training other new people, mm. you know, in that they were getting results. And it's just like, holy cow, I can pay money, get trained, get coached, <laughs> and then I can help others. And then these others start to pay me, I can pay them and I can just be the conduit. I, I can learn, <laughs> I can teach. And you'll learn from teaching. Yeah. And then you learn from mentors. And it's just a, it's a really beautiful cycle. Yeah, that's, that's super amazing. It's not like you create your own, how to say, learning ecosystem, you know, and you remind me of this quote, when you teach, you learn twice. Yeah, and it's, it's very interesting that you said you, you weren't confident in yourself and then you went into being uh, a trainer of, tra of coaches and they say that the, the second most scariest thing on the planet Earth is actually public speaking and speaking to, you know, people. So let me ask you this, what, 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 what challenges did you have to overcome going into this? <laughs> It's really, really cool. And I just want to backtrack a little bit. You said ecosystem, and that is so such a good way to say it. And anyone can create an ecosystem because there's always going to be people one, two, three years behind you or younger than you that want to learn your stuff. Mm. <laughs> and some of the challenges, like, you know, sometimes you learn something new and you're still figuring it out. So you're learning something new and still figuring it out. So whenever you plan a workshop, on something you were learning that forces you. So this is the challenge that I kept setting for myself. If I wanted to learn like advanced hypnosis for coaching, you know, I would set a workshop, set a date, mm -hmm. and then I'd be like, who can teach me this? <laughs> you know, or if oh, wow. I was looking at buying another course, you know, um, I, I just bought some like MCC kind of coach training, you know, to up my skills still. So I just got the training and uh, before I even started doing the training, I accepted payment mm. for the training. So I had students that were already paying and offering money to mentor. So I just went and bought this training, did like three, four months, some advanced skills. And before I was even halfway through, I was teaching the basics to my ecosystem and my ecosystem, yeah. they were loving it. Mm. And I'm able to get excellent stuff and just reteach and reshare and be the conduit. So keep challenging yourself by setting okay. workshops above your level. 
Uh, second mm. challenge with the workshops, you might have a board, but you got to know it up here. So there's yeah. a challenge there, not having the workshop written out. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. So you you face a challenge with a challenge, like the challenge of learning. You set a date when you're gonna do a workshop, anything that you need to learn. So it forces you to get better subconsciously. In it. That's that's totally amazing. That's a wonderful strategy. Something yeah. that I think I need to steal. <laughs> and let, let, let me ask. You, forces you to perform. I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. They paid me. They're coming. Or you know, it's already on the internet that we're doing this workshop. I've got to be yeah. there. I've got to do it. I better learn it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And what would you say would be the greatest lesson that, that you learn, you know, from overcoming challenge in this manner? So many, and on a different day, they'll be different. But one I like to emphasize is to go in, mm. not out, is, is to simply go in. I was just, uh, you know, coaching someone before and we have to go into the pain or into the fear. Uh, my client, like me, I've got a problem. I want to look out there. You know, I need a new hack or I need, a, uh, I need something out there, but it's just to go in and to find the pain or find the embarrassment, find the sadness, find the underlying emotions and learning to sit with them get comfortable with the fear and then act. Now, if you're listening to this show, I believe it's because you are ready to take your performance to another level. And that is why I've created this show as a program in my high performance leader coaching ecosystem to help you master these high performance habits with accountability, structure, and guidance from me as your coach. And it is free for you today as my listener. Join my high-performance leader coaching ecosystem right now. Go to levelupwithdino.com. Again, go to levelupwithdino.com. And Dino is spelled D-E-A-N-O. And if you're listening to this in China, you're watching an episode on YouTube, just click the link in the description below. And remember, it is time for you to level up. It's, it's very, very interesting you're saying that, you know, and I've, I've been doing a lot of reading even around in this whole concept of, you know, the, the obstacles, the way, and, you know, like every major achievement that maybe I have experienced in my life was around some sort of pain or some sort of challenge. Even in a coaching session that I had per, personally where I had a major transformation, there was some hidden pain there, but it's not so easy, you know, to really go into the fear, go into the pain that you've been avoiding for most of your life what what advice would you give to a viewer or a leader you know who who may be avoiding this 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 fear this pain or struggle that there is absolute yeah there's absolute magic in the pain or in the fear but especially for the smart people smart people are really good at making up excuses Yeah. You know, smart people are incredibly good at making up a million reasons why, oh, got to do something else, oh, something mm. else, oh, something else, you know. Mm. Yeah. 
But I remember at one point, you know, you already had your training. You were already good. You came to our, our training to get extra training. You were already getting performance. But I remember one time when you found something and you were like, oh, shit. And your level of depth just went down. Mm. And, you know, it just opened up a new bag of uh, possibilities. Yeah. And when I do that kind of transformation with myself, I make up all these excuses. So I need a coach as well mm. or, or a trainer as well. And, you know, your coach trainer can be younger or older. It doesn't make a difference. But actually having someone with us to guide us into the fear, to kind of hold us accountable to go into the fear so that our cognitive brain can't make up all these really good excuses. Yeah. Yeah. So our, our brain makes up all these excuses not to really go to the deepest painful stuff. That's when we really need performance coach yeah, or that's, NLP that's, coach. That's really powerful. I, I, I love that. that. That makes a lot of sense. Recently in Shanghai, as you know, we are in lockdown and a lot of, you know, my physical routine has really changed. So there's no going out. And it affect that affected me like on a on a major level. And during our, our Wednesday master master session, you know, I had I got coaching from the guys, and that really shifted things up a bit for me. And I started working out with my girlfriend on mornings, and it was difficult. But knowing that she was there with me, it helped me to push through that pain that I was running from, and that makes us a lot of sense. And we can apply that same concept into our life, get a coach to help you, you know, move through these challenges. Let me ask you this question, Adrian. If, if you had a time machine and you had to start over, what would you do differently? Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> okay, now that aside, that aside. Probably buy uh, Ethereum as well. <laughs> what about some dodge? <laughs> yeah, it's some dodge. Um, but really, the one thing I would really push myself to do is to start early with the coaching and training. Okay. I remember it when I did my NLP practitioner and I got some growth. And then I remember working with a, a mentor coach guy. Actually, uh, I, I hired an NLP trainer as a coach, right? And he, he wanted me to go on his master practitioner training. And I was like, eh, you know, and I was procrastinating and I, I wasn't going to do it. Mm. And uh, he pushed me a little bit in the right ways. And I, I jumped in and did it. The amount of people that call up for coaching and then they back out, it, it's huge. A lot of people, you know, they get close. They get close to the fear or to the edge and they come back. So for me, I wish I just invested more, invested earlier. Invest, invested more, invested earlier. I don't think there's ever been a training I've really regretted. There's been one or two where I've been like, I really just wish my NLP trainer could have taught me because my NLP trainer could have taught me that three days, he could have taught me in three hours, you know, or, um, you know, I did a couple of things <laughs> which were just like, why don't I spend, you know, two days or four days learning this? I've got things better. Um, but generally speaking, even those trainings, I learned. Mm. Yeah. So I would, I would invest a lot more in training earlier. Probably one-to-one -one coaching as well. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's even totally if I've got powerful. nothing to work on, I still do. I want to do more of it. Yeah, yeah powerful, powerful. And, and let let me ask you this: what what are what are some of the things that you have in your life that used to make your life easier? That makes things easier for you. Aside from coaching, you know, coaching is like a a, a secret weapon to oh. most leaders. What 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 are other things, resources, and tools that make life easier for you? Yeah, they say your network is your net worth. So having mm. the right people around, being really selective of where I go, who I be with. Mm. Investing, I, I, I have a, I've always had like, not always, I've lived in some shitty places, but I invest in a nicer home. Mm. I invest in a nicer office. I might mm. get a slightly better computer or a bigger screen or something if it's got the return on investment. But the people I'm with, the people that are around me are probably the most important thing. I've got some great hacks uh, like yourself, like uh, intermittent fasting, you know, bulletproof coffee, seven or something years on bulletproof coffee, you know, those things are great. But having the right people around me, because it was the people around me that introduced me to that. Yeah. The people around. Yeah. Get the right people around me. You know, one, one thing I, I love about this conversation so far is your use of the word invest you know a lot of individual a lot of people would associate invest with money only but i'm starting to learn that you know you invest in the people you have around you as well yeah you invest in your environment your home your office yeah and you invest in your your, your knowledge you know you're learning having a coach really powerful and what, yeah, what, what friends, else? go ahead go ahead go ahead it's the same thing with the friends right um yeah generally we're more comfortable with friends that don't challenge us we're more comfortable with friends that will accept us for who we are we'll more accept friends that we can complain and bitch about because if we can sit with our friends complain whinge bitch lower our standards we're comfortable and good but if we have friends around us that's one thing i like about coaching you get people around you that are on a high psychological level they don't want to hear that shit they don't put up yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. so yeah. They, they they pull us up to higher level and that's a bit uncomfortable so we got to invest in the people that make us feel a bit uncomfortable and make us raise our game not spend or waste a pile of time with people that lower our game or lower our energy life is a journey fill it with people who give you peace of mind and make you feel valued worthy and loved <laughs> i love that if you're listening rewind and list to that again <laughs> and let, let me ask let me just roll with this one what, what are your favorite favorite books that you'll re recommend to to a leader who's listening right now what are your favorite books i know flow is is a really great one for you you know i've been seeing the videos and you've been speaking about it's in miyagi i i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing his name yeah, right but what is yeah it's a tongue twister and a half yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what are your favorite books that you recommend to our viewers? Um, books that are older. Hmm. Books that are older. That's, that's a big defining factor there. All, almost all the books in my bookshelf will be five to five to fifty years old. Classics like Napoleon Hill. Hmm. The the older the better because they've stood the test of time. In the NLP and coaching space, the best discoveries in coaching were around the 70s, the creation of NLP. 
but NLP's gotten shorter and shorter. And the books today, they're they they're, they're, they're waste of time. So the books that were released in the 70s and 80s about our subject are a lot better than the current books. Mm. So my books would be all the older ones uh, with personal development, all the old classics, Ray Dalio. Um, and any, anyone that's starting in the investing in mindset stuff, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, mm. but then step up because rich mind isn't just money. It's rich in time and energy. Yeah. So find the best authors, the older ones, not the best marketed books. Some books like um, Robert Chialdini, Influence, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I Tim Ferriss, Four Hour too. Work. Yeah, love, yeah these books were refused by the publishers. Publishers didn't oh, want wow. to do it. And the book Influence, get this, is a book on influence, and he couldn't influence <laughs> the publishers to publish it. <laughs> but 10 years later, it was selling so many more copies than the first year. Every year, it sold yeah. more and more copies because the content was good. So same as Napoleon mm. Hill. Every mm. year, more and more copies are sold. But then you get something like Simon Sinek, why? Or Brene Brown. He's great, by the way. I don't mind Simon Sinek. They're cool. But you'll <laughs> see every year, there's less and less copies of their book being sold. Mm. Big marketing budget versus influence, really original and creative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And, and most, most of... <laughs> don't get caught reading that stuff when you can actually attend classes when you can attend classes like in your ecosystem those classes are more powerful than books mm. yeah really like real authentic people interaction and really getting that type of feedback is really powerful and like, most of all listeners would be you know leaders who you know who are considering you know transitioning into being an entrepreneur themselves whether it's becoming a coach or consultant are doing something that they really want to give back yeah they want to make an inspirational change you know to the life of those they love and people around them what would be the best advice for someone who is getting started you know in coaching coaching or entrepreneurs i like to probably say state management and the emotional world two slightly different things the, the emotional world like looking into your motivation looking into fear that kind of stuff What's your real motivation for doing it? Is, are you yeah. getting into entrepreneurship to give to others from a, a place of scarcity? Because mm. if you're coming from a place of scarcity, you'll make more scarcity. Mm. Scarcity and abundance, you know, two sides, same coin. The other thing, the more important thing, though, perhaps is state management, managing your emotional state. Because an entrepreneur, especially if you have your own staff and your own business or your own loans, You've got to get up and you've got to move forward every single day, regardless of how you feel. Yeah, regardless of, uh, you know, most of my guys and most of your leaders too, if they're getting COVID, they're still moving forward. Maybe not as effectively, but they're still working on their business or thinking about it or reading or something. Yeah. So you've got to be able to manage your emotional state so that you can get in great states, state of abundance, states of confidence, state of feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Mm. These emotional states, along with the, the, you know, the emotional understanding of why you're doing it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, lo I love that. I love, I love you mentioned the emotional aspect, especially that what they can't see. So what, what would be 
your top three tips for getting in, in, in a peak emotional state personally? <laughs> <laughs> okay, one, one, one. Practice, practice, practice. When you uh-huh. practice things, it's easier. So if I, if I want to act, if I want to act or feel confident, I don't need anything. I can just tell myself now, be confident. And it'll mm. come. It'll come because I've had repetition. Yeah. Yeah. But I've had to build that repetition. Uh, second thing, music. Mm. You know, one thing that can help the repetition is, is music. You know, using a particular song to get your confidence up. Or using a song to, to wind down. Mm. So using songs to, to influence state. And I'm uh, just going to throw it out there. I, I, just got a, I just got a present. I just got a present from someone. Or three presents. Um, oil. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Essential oils. No, those work big. Yeah, yeah. And a whole box of... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. different classes arrived. So, you know, you could use something like oils or like the music, anchors. So you can set up your anchors to get into the appropriate emotional states. The anchors are great, but after a while of practicing, you should be able to go imaginary or just sing the song to yourself and get in that state. Yeah, that's that's powerful. I, I love the fact that you mentioned oils because that's that's something I literally do before session. I have this oil. I can't remember the name of this one, but it's a popular one to do with motivation and feeling that drive. I'll spray it in my hand, and when I just feel that throughout my entire body, and it really gets me in that state of ready to really bring the fire and bring bring the energy. So one, practice, practice, practice. Two, music. Three, oils. Brilliant. Let, let me ask you this. What's a question that I haven't asked that you think everyone needs to know the answer to, Adrian? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I think everyone might need to learn a bit more about abundance, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was walking down the beach the other day and it kind of, you know, hit me and I just had this flashback a couple of years ago people that have big debts and credit card debts and credit card debts they they are actually really abundant Mm. but what they're abundant in is debt Mm. and what they're abundant in is instant gratification Mm. guys like you and I and you know your smartest audience they have more of a focus on delaying gratification yeah so abundance is everywhere it's just a matter of whether we focus that abundance if we have that abundance focused on the stuff we want to really create or if that abundance is on credit cards and short-term things because the person that's got the credit card debt or the person that's full of problems is abundant they're (laughs) abundant in the wrong stuff yeah because they haven't worked on their stuff and the person that's abundant with money, like the rich get richer, of course the rich get richer. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. That's like saying the, that's just like, like, okay, that's like, that's like saying white people are white. Okay, of course they are. That's like saying the sun's hot. Of course it is. The sun gets hotter the closer you get to it. Yes, it does. It's nature. So, you know, the rich get richer because they're more abundant and uh, the poor, maybe they're abundant in whatever it is, uh, whatever it is, so it doesn't. Uh, yeah. Abundance 
goes both ways. Everyone is abundant, but what are they abundant in? Mm. Work on yeah. our stuff. Yeah, where 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 focus goes, energy flows. Powerful, powerful. And even my my audience and most of my clients who are interested in coaching, I'll always encourage them to you know look at NLP and get involved with NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming. For those of you who may not know what NLP is, and where can individuals go or leaders who want to become powerful coaches for the right reason go to get in touch with you adrian uh like i said they can go they can check out my website adriancahill.com or just look up adrian shanghai mm. should probably come up first there or, or hit up one of the <laughs> team you know and one of the team can include our graduates they can ask our graduates or you know they can ask the people that come to our workshops you know how can we get a hold really easy uh, and coaches and entrepreneurs we have to make it really easy for the stuff we want to flow in you know we've got to open up the communication channel so it can flow in but in contacting me they'll probably get Estralito, Darko or Annabelle or one of the staff they sort them out yeah. if it's a good Not leader and a leader is ready then he'll end up on the phone with me and we'll uh, talk <laughs> him through the real deal awesome Awesome. And I, I recently see that, you know, you're doing a lot of big things on Instagram and YouTube as well. So motivate community on Instagram and YouTube. And, and I like the fact that if you just type Adrian Shanghai, you can type coach in Shanghai and he would definitely show up because that's what I did when I just got to Shanghai. I typed coaches in Shanghai and Adrian was one of the first names that popped up on the list. So I just want to thank you for your time, Adrian, and thank you for the wealth of knowledge, the abundance of knowledge that you drop and yeah just thank you for showing up on leveling up with us Peace. thank you dino i love your work man we got to get this stuff out there to the people because you know your guys that can succeed they're right on the edge thank you blessed love and respect champion now this is your high performance coach here and i want to thank you for showing up today not for me but showing up for yourself because every episode of this show is designed to help you get one step closer in the direction of becoming an even higher performing leader. Living in and from your fullest potential in whatever you do for those you love and for those that you serve. And we are here to help you every step of the way. Now, if you're listening to this show, I believe it's because you are ready to take your performance to another level. And that is why I've created this show as a program in my high performance leader coaching ecosystem. To help you master these high performance habits with accountability, structure and guidance from me as your coach. And it is free for you today as my listener. Join my high performance leader coaching ecosystem right now. Go to levelupwithdino.com Again, go to levelupwithdino.com And Dino is spelled D-E-A-N-O And if you're listening to this in China or you're watching an episode on YouTube, just click the link in the description below. And remember, it is time for you to level up.